chapter three four of gargantua and pantagruel book three by francois rabelais this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter three four panurge continueth his discourse in the praise of borrowers and lenders on the contrary be pleased to represent unto your fancy another world wherein every one lendeth and every one oweth all are debtors and all creditors oh how great will that harmony be which shall thereby result from the regular motions of the heavens methinks i hear it every whit as well as ever plato did what sympathy will there be amongst the elements oh how delectable then unto nature will be our own works and productions while ceres appeareth laden with corn bacchus with wines flora with flowers pomona with fruits and juno fair in a clear air wholesome and pleasant i lose myself in this high contemplation then will among the race of mankind peace love benevolence fidelity tranquillity rest banquets feastings joy gladness gold silver single money chains rings with other ware and chaffer of that nature be found to trot from hand to hand no suits at law no wars no strife debate nor wrangling none will be there a usurer none will be there a pinchpenny a scrape good wretch or churlish hard-hearted refuser good god will not this be the golden age in the reign of saturn the true idea of the olympic regions wherein all other virtues cease charity alone ruleth governeth domineereth and triumpheth all will be fair and goodly people there all just and virtuous o happy world o people of that world most happy yea thrice and four times blessed is that people i think in very deed that i am amongst them and swear to you by my good forsooth that if this glorious aforesaid world had a pope abounding with cardinals that so he might have the association of a sacred college in the space of very few years you should be sure to see the saints much thicker in the roll more numerous wonder-working and merific more services more vows more staves and wax candles than are all those in the nine bishoprics of brittany saint eve only excepted consider sir i pray you how the noble patelin having a mind to deify and extol even to the third heavens the father of william jasolum said no more but this and he did lend his goods to those who were desirous of them oh the fine saying now let our microcosm he fancied conform to this model in all its members lending borrowing and owing that is to say according to its own nature for nature hath not to any other end created man but to owe borrow and lend no greater is the harmony amongst the heavenly spheres than that which shall be found in its well-ordered policy the intention of the founder of this microcosm is to have a soul therein to be entertained which is lodged there as a guest with its host that it may live there for a while life consisteth in blood blood is the seat of the soul therefore the chiefest work of the microcosm is to be making blood 
continually at this forge are exercised all the members of the body none is exempted from labour each operates apart and doth its proper office and such is their hierarchy that perpetually the one borrows from the other the one lends the other and the one is the other's debtor the stuff and matter convenient which nature giveth to be turned into blood is bread and wine all kind of nourishing victuals is understood to be comprehended in these two and from hence in the gothish tongue is called compenage to find out this meat and drink to prepare and boil it the hands are put to work the feet do walk and bear up the whole bulk of the corporal mass the eyes guide and conduct all the appetite in the orifice of the stomach by means of a little sourish black humour called melancholy which is transmitted thereto from the milk giveth warning to shut in the food the tongue doth make the first essay and tastes it the teeth do chew it and the stomach doth receive digest and chylify it the mesaraic veins suck out of it what is good and fit leaving behind the excrements which are through special conduits for that purpose voided by an expulsive faculty thereafter it is carried to the liver where it being changed again it by the virtue of that new transmutation becomes blood what joy conjecture you will then be found amongst those officers when they see this rivulet of gold which is their sole restorative no greater is the joy of alchemists when after long travail toil and expense they see in their furnaces the transmutation then is it that every member doth prepare itself and strive anew to purify and to refine this treasure the kidneys through the emulgent veins draw that aquacity from thence which you call urine and there send it away through the ureters to be slipped downwards where in a lower receptacle and proper for it to wit the bladder it is kept and stayeth there until an opportunity to void it out in his due time the spleen draweth from the blood its terrestrial part viz the grounds lees or fixed substance settled in the bottom thereof which you term melancholy the bottle of the gall subtracts from thence all the superfluous collar whence it is brought to another shop or workhouse to be yet better purified and fined that is the heart which by its agitation of diastolic and systolic motions so neatly subtilizeth and inflames it that in the right side ventricle it is brought to perfection and through the veins ascent to all the members each parcel of the body draws it then unto itself and after its own fashion is cherished and alimented by it feet hands thighs arms eyes ears back breast yea all and then it is that who before were lenders now become debtors the heart doth in its left side ventricle so thinify the blood that it thereby obtains the name of spiritual which being sent through the arteries to all the members of the body serveth to warm and winnow the other blood which runneth through the veins the lights never cease with its lappets and bellows to cool and refresh it in acknowledgment of which good the heart through the arterial vein imparts unto it the choicest of its blood at last it is made so fine and subtle within the reet mirabla mirabile that thereafter those animal spirits are framed and composed of it by means whereof the imagination discourse judgment 
resolution deliberation ratiocination and memory have their rise actings and operations cops body i sink i drown i perish i wander astray and quite fly out of myself when i enter into the consideration of the profound abyss of this world thus lending thus owing believe me it is a divine thing to lend to owe an heroic virtue yet is not this all this little world thus lending owing and borrowing is so good and charitable that no sooner is the above specified alimentation finished but that it forthwith projecteth and hath already forecast how it shall lend to those who are not as yet born and by that loan endeavour what it may to eternize itself and multiply in images like the pattern that is children to this end every member doth of the choicest and most precious of its nourishment pair and cut off a portion then instantly dispatcheth it downwards to that place where nature hath prepared for it very fit vessels and receptacles through which descending to the genitories by long ambages circuits and flexuosities it receiveth a competent form and rooms apt enough both in man and woman for the future conservation and perpetuating of humankind all this is done by loans and debts of the one unto the other and hence have we this word the debt of marriage nature doth reckon pain to the refuser with a most grievous vexation to his members and an outrageous fury amidst his senses but on the other part to the lender a set reward accompanied with pleasure joy solace mirth and merry glee End of chapter three four